Hi, this is Katie Yale, the Editor-in-Chief of Interiors and Sources Magazine, here to chat with Nathan Beckner, the lead plant designer uh, for Sage Green Life, and about their newest collaboration with Gensler. And so, welcome, Nathan. Thank you for joining us. Hi, Katie. <laughs> it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you so much for having me. So, just to go a little bit into uh, what Sage Green Life is, um, I know I, I told you uh, that every year we have our reader's choice and last year um, Sage Green Life's living wall system um, was by far the most uh, voted on product. People are really interested in learning more about it. So would you tell us a little bit about Sage Green Life and the company itself? Sure. Yeah. So Sage Green Life, what we do, we specialize in living green walls. We do interior walls, we do exterior walls, and we do um, a system that's a little bit unique in, in the green wall industry. It's a little bit more versatile and a lot more sustainable. Mm -hmm. Great. And what is the importance of bringing greenery into interiors? So I'm sure we're all very familiar with the, the biophilic movement and the way everyone is becoming more aware of the health benefits of having uh, any sort of green space, whether it's living plant material or living walls in, in the work environment and having you know that interaction, that human interaction with plant material is really beneficial to your health, um, work productivity, air purification. So the list goes on and we're really just starting to get all that data in um, from these new studies. So it's really exciting that this trend is, is moving forward as it is. Mm -hmm. Great. Um, and so will you tell us a little bit about this collaboration with Gensler, how it started and what the result was? Sure. So it was about a year ago and, you know, Gensler, they're such a great uh, global design and architecture powerhouse. So we were really honored to be working with them in their um, Chicago office, because as you know, we we're based in Chicago as well. So it was just sort of a, a natural fit. Um, we've, we've you know, had um, friends and other people um, who've known each other you know, in, in the design industry and, and a few of them were working at Gensler in product development. So that would just sort of let itself organically to, to this partnership. So we were really excited to have them do um, some design iterations of this new sort of um, partition, which became the Verdanta collection. So you could have interior living modules in a sense, like in lieu of any kind of cubicle, you could have this beautiful living art, mobile art piece in your, your office. Mm -hmm. And what types of, or how does it work? Sure. So the whole concept was to take our technology that we use for really large installations, whether it's exterior or exterior, and kind of shrink that down into something that was feasible to have in an interior office environment. So we took all of our Grodan, the rock wool, the, the bones of what makes our system work and fit it into um, this smaller design partition. So we had to have all the irrigation components, we had to have all of the, the bio tiles is what, what I was explaining that the rock wool goes in, that's our, our little module, it's the bio tile, it's the kind of heart and soul of our, our product that actually grows the plants. And then um, the timers and the lights and the pumps to have everything that's all self-contained in these, these partitions in the Verdanta. So that was a, a challenging aspect that we had to really take into consideration to get all of that technology into this smaller version of what we do. Okay, great. And when you were looking at uh, creating the uh, Verdanta collection with Kensler, 
what were some of the aspects um, that you were looking at? What was the most important elements that you wanted to bring together in this collaboration? Well, of course, design. You know, we wanted something that was really beautiful and that could fit into um, different, you know, office design themes. We wanted it to look modern. We all wanted to be able to, you know, to fit in pretty much anywhere and be elegant. Um, But the most challenging things, again, were incorporating some of the the technical aspects, like the lighting, um, that really had to get dialed in because, you know, as we all know, plants need light. Um, mm-hmm. And then also the footprint of the actual unit itself. We didn't want something too large. We had to keep in mind uh, means of egress. We couldn't have anything sticking out too far, um, but also keep all of those apparatus, you know, the tanks, the pumps and everything um, hidden, you know, in a beautifully designed um, structure. So. Those were a couple of things that were pretty challenging. Mm-hmm. And the lighting system, um, when I came into the office and, and saw the uh, different um, setups of, of this product, um, will you talk a little bit about the lighting? Um, what, like, is there a specific warmth that is needed or what was the idea behind the lighting that was chosen? Right. So that's a very good question. So lighting, a lot of times, that's probably our number one thing that, that gets overlooked or, or sort of cast aside because people are like, oh, there's a window down the hall or, oh, we have light in our office. And where all of that is helpful, none of it really is, is good to grow plants, right? So mm-hmm. we needed spectrum-specific lighting, um, LEDs, so they're very energy efficient. And we worked with um, a few different uh, lighting designers to come up with uh, the light bar that's for the Verdanta to have a beautiful... Um, even white light, so it's not too warm, it's not too blue, because I'm sure some of you guys have seen those um, grow lights out there that have that very strange magenta or purplish cast that's used sometimes in agriculture, and that's something we did not want you know, our products to have. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we did need to, to get that beautiful, even white light that's around you know, 5,000K, so it can blend well with other lighting schemes um, mm-hmm. in, in the office environment. That's interesting. I hadn't thought about that before, that you know, the, the lighting that would work in the usual types of places that you would be growing uh, plants would not work in a in an office space. You know, I'm the type of person who just goes, oh, well, heat lamp, we'll just put that up here. And, you know, <laughs> without realizing all of the different aspects that and, and the way that that changes the environment. Oh, for sure. And you have to have, because these are plants and this is something that's supposed to be beautiful and, you know, a focal point um, and everything's about lighting. So if, if something is poorly lit, it always looks bad, whether it's a plant, an interior space or anything. So that was, you know, again, really challenging because plants need a certain range of blue light and red light in the spectrum that we really can't see so much. So to get a light that's designed to give enough of that, you know, the amounts of those light levels without color shifting, um, that technology is only... Um, advanced in the last few years. So that's really exciting that we can have a lot more control over our lighting and, and make it beautiful light that also will grow the plants. Mm-hmm. And I think this is probably something that you are asked the most, but um, is this the type of thing that anyone, regardless of uh, ability to grow things, can, can really uh, take advantage of? Oh, absolutely. Yes. Our products, especially uh, the Flourish and the the Verdanta, the partitions, they are designed to have a maintenance program. 
So when you buy one of our, our units, one of those flourish, one of our dances in any size, um, there will be a maintenance package. So it's, it's almost like, um, sort of like an aquarium, but much easier and much mm-hmm. more beneficial to the environment. You know, it's you all the air purification, all the beauty of the plant material, but someone else takes care of it for you. So. Oh, that's great. Yes. Yeah. I, um, I was at a, uh, a senior project, um, event a couple of years ago at, at a design school. And, and there was one project that somebody had created where the entire interior was filled with, with like fruits and veggie plants and, and, um, all of these wonderful plants. And then I asked, well, who takes care of them? And he said, Oh, the people working here do. And I was like, you do not want me taking care of any plants. Like if, if you're just going to assume that the people in the office know how to take care of it, like that can go downhill real fast. I so much pressure too. You don't want to be the one that kills the, the plants. Yeah. And also it's one of those things, even it's happened to me. I hate to admit it, but you have this plant, you think, oh, I'm taking care of it. Then a vacation happens, something happens. You're out of town on the weekend. You come back and it's dead. You're like, oh, whoops. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so it's just like one, especially in the office environment, people are busy. You know, even though it is easy to take care of them, and there's there there's very little maintenance involved, but there is that constant ongoing maintenance where you have to make sure the tanks are filled, just general grooming because they are living things. So um, leaves will fall off once in a while or or yellow slightly, and those just need to be removed to keep it looking um, perfect. But yeah, if you forget to fill the tank or something, that's disastrous. So that's why we always recommend a, a maintenance company to provide, you know, just maintenance every two weeks. Mm-hmm. And then how does this product, uh, what is the ways in which it does increase one's health and well-being? Sure. So like I touched on briefly before, um, there's all these new studies coming out and Europe's way ahead of us with this, right? Um, all the health benefits from the plants and um, the, the productivity. I think one study said that it was about almost 15% uh, productivity in the workplace just from um, being expo- exposed to plant material, just people even being around plants, um, just mentally it relaxes them and people are able to focus more. So it's really exciting that um, our products can can give that in, in the workplace. Mm-hmm. Um, and so with this collection, what types of plants, do people get to choose what types of plants they put in or how, how does the plant situation work? Right. So that's where I come in a lot and that's where my interest and passion lies. So we kind of dabbled in it a bit. We did a few focus groups to see if people wanted to pick their plants and how they would pick plants. And we found that most people don't know what to pick, right? Which makes sense. And that's you know, a lot of work to figure out what plants and they're not going to know which ones are going to grow and do well or which ones are going to have the most benefit. So that's really where where I came in to design a palette sort of on trend with color and what people are asking for, but also to be those workhorse plants are going to be really, really durable that can handle foot traffic, passersby, people. Obviously, they love to touch the walls. A lot of times they think they're fake because the plants look so good. Mm -hmm. So they touch them a lot. So we have to keep that in mind. Uh, when when I'm designing um, this palette. So there's a lot of really, really cool plants. So a lot of stuff um, from Brazil, a lot of philodendrons, um, a lot of uh, Dracaena, which as, as we know, does a lot of beneficial air purification with formaldehydes and 
and xylene and um, trichloroethylene. So that was a lot of the plants I took into consideration had to check all those boxes. So that was, it took some time and, and some, some testing, but I think we, we kind of really dialed in on a palette that's sort of, you know, fits the bill on design-wise. It can kind of fit anywhere. It's a nice even green with some hints of a brighter chartreuse just to give it some brightness. Um, and it just kind of lends itself to, to any environment. Mm -hmm. Great. And what was what was the the thing that made you the most excited about this collaboration with Gensler? Yeah, so they were just you know such a, a world class um, architecture firm. So that was just just to have the name Gensler to work with someone of such prestige. We were so excited about. And then just to tap into that um, that biophilic movement and just sort of spread the word of what we do and allow people to have the access to these green walls, even though a lot of spaces don't lend themselves to these um, higher end custom installs, people can still have a green wall in their office space, but they don't have to redo the plumbing, uh, you know, redo the walls, things like that. There isn't a lot of um, build out, rebuild, demo to get this stuff in. These, these come pre-manufactured, the plants are pre-grown, so everything just arrives fully finished mm -hmm. and mobile. So just allowing that accessibility people, I think is really exciting too. Yeah, that's really great. Like, um, I guess I hadn't thought about that aspect before of like, it's it makes it, it easier for companies to uh, be able to participate in um, these kinds of designs that sometimes can seem prohibitive, you know? Um, yeah, because like a lot of times, you know, in the city, especially a lot of people rent, even, you know, really high-end firms, they, they're in rental spaces and they just don't want to deal with the building management to like, you know, redo the plumbing or, you know, knock, knock out a wall or, you know, go through the concrete to get a drain in, you know, so this, that happens quite often. So that was part of the reason we were so excited to have these, these modular, you know, smaller versions of our, our system. Mm -hmm. And what is next? Is there going to be uh, a second portion of this collection or do you have any other thoughts about uh, doing another collection with Gensler or is there anything on the horizon? Um, there may be some talks in the work. I can't really talk about it right now, um, but we do have, um, yeah, stay tuned for that. Yeah. We do have um, the Flourish that we have, have released. It's a much, much slimmer line so it can actually be put on a wall and look almost just like a built-in green wall, mm -hmm. you know, which we're famous for doing. So that's really exciting. And that also has all the lighting, you know, is included with that. And we use um, our other partner, Kessel. Um, Kessel Lighting is this amazing um, lighting firm that started with um, growing light for coral. So they had to have really, really spectrum-specific, really, really strong lights to grow this coral. So mm -hmm. then that was a natural evolution into... Um, developing lights for interior plants. Mm -hmm. So we use all of their lighting on our, our flourishes and um, it, they're just beautiful. And you can have, they're a little bit taller too. So they're around 95 inches high mm -hmm. and then you can go up to 12 feet wide. So you can have that look of a, a fully built-in wall that has a little bit more um, visual impact. And those are available now too. So I'm really excited about the, the flourishes and they seem to be doing really well. Oh, great. Now, just... Uh, your personal thoughts on this as um, as the plant designer. What plant did you think there was no way you were going to keep this alive and you were shocked that you did? If any. Let's see. 
Um, well, it may not actually be in, in this uh, Verdanta collection, mm -hmm. but um, I've trialed some some heirloom variety, some, some old orchids, some jewel orchids, and some aromatics, because, you know, herbs are very popular. Um, they're not in these collections, obviously, but those I was for sure they were going to perish because they need, you know, drying periods in between waterings. Uh, they need highlights. The orchids, they could do lower light, but again, orchids need drying times, even terrestrial orchids. So I did those in a test wall here in the office and they actually performed really well. The orchid flowers every year, the scented geraniums had that beautiful rose scent. And as you know, too, with well credits, um, natural fragrance is, is really important, mm. you know, to get some of those well credits. So we're trying to incorporate those into some of our, our custom walls, which is really exciting. So not only do people get the benefit of the, the green wall for the well credit itself, but you can have additional well credit for, for natural fragrances and things like that. So that's kind of exciting. So I was pretty happy that those did so well in an interior environment. And again, those have the Kessel lights on them to get that optimal light spectrum so they can actually perform inside. Uh, when I was there, um, when I stopped by the offices before I went on a two week nonstop travel adventure there, um, uh, you know, you gave me um, a leaf of, I cannot remember the name of it. No, that was it. That was it. That was the scented geranium. Oh yeah. It was skeleton rose. Mm -hmm. uh, I put that in my bag and like throughout the two weeks, I was like, why doesn't my bag smell terrible? <laughs> like, uh -huh. It smells really good. You know, like it doesn't smell like, on the airplane, you just open it up and get a, yeah. a little bit of that nice rose geranium. I was like, I should just makes the flight a little better. Really start, you know, uh, traveling with with great smelling plants in my bag more often because I was sure it was going to be terrible after two weeks. Yeah, so those plants like that—that's what kind of di differentiates our system from others because we are a rock wool based system. Mm -hmm. So it never fully saturates, right? It stays around 75% saturation. There's a lot more air, a lot more gas exchange in the rock wool. So that's how we have the ability to grow like a fern next to something like the scented geranium that you saw that requires really, really sharp drainage. So that's where our system differentiates from others that you can have that versatility even in the same wall. Mm -hmm. Great. Now, is there anything that I have missed that you think that our readers should know about uh, this collection and the collaboration? What do you think? Um, I think we hit on a lot of really, really good key points, just, just the versatility of it and the accessibility to have a green wall um, in, a, in a smaller space without taking up a lot of room or having to redo plumbing or electric or anything like that. I think were, were my main concerns and also you know, the plant palette and, you know, why I chose what I chose for durability, but also for air purification and also, you know, just visually pleasing plants. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I think we had everything. All right, great. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. Well, thank you for having me anytime. Yeah, give us a call. And when you're in Chicago, again, stop by the office. Oh, yeah, definitely. Some new little <laughs> yeah, I definitely, I was, uh, I think I was most in awe of um, the back wall, the uh, with the plants that had been there for years. And oh yeah, I love that. Are... So yeah, so that's basically the that's my favorite palette to work with. So that's kind of how the Verdanta palette came to be. Um, obviously, minus the Monstera, yeah. remember the gigantic <laughs> plant? Yeah. So I can't really use those. I don't think they'll work out too well with the means of egress coming out three feet off of a six foot partition. <laughs> so, 
that she got left out. But um, yeah. yeah, well, thank you. Yeah, I love that wall. Yeah. That that's been there for years. Yeah, I love. It was just. I think I kept finding reasons to bring that up. Like, so I saw this wall with these leaves that are coming off, just like feet from the wall, and it was just, like it was just really cool to see how it was unfolding after years. Because I hadn't thought about that. Like, what most of the time when we see pictures of green walls, it's when they've just been installed. I had right. never thought about the fact that like, those are going to be there for years. What happened? Right. Well, a lot of, <laughs> yeah. See, so that's, again, going back to how we're a little bit different than, or I should say a lot different than our competition. A lot of those green walls that you see go up with some of our competitors that I won't mention, <laughs> they are pot rack systems. So essentially you're just taking a four inch pot that you can get anywhere and they just swap them out accordingly. Mm -hmm. So you can imagine if it's in a four inch pot, it can't really grow. It's going to be swapped out and then just replaced with another plant. So it's not really sustainable. And then the plants themselves can never actually get as big as the plants that we have because, I mean, just gravity, physics takes over. They would just fall out of the wall, mm -hmm. you know, because they don't have that structure, that rock structure where they can root through the entirety of the wall, like our system. So that's really what makes that so amazing. I mean, I have people come in all the time. They're like, that plant's going to fall out. It's going to fall out. I'm like, Fine. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's area roots. She's just climbing around, finding her own light. <laughs> so it's it's pretty um, fascinating to watch too, because like every week you'll see a new leaf come out. It's constantly changing. So yeah, it's, it's a really amazing thing. Everyone should have fun. Ah, so fun. Uh, well, again, thank you so much for joining us. Um, thank you. So for our listeners, please remember to rate, review, and subscribe. Um, and as always, if you have any thoughts or questions or comments, um, definitely please let me know. I love to hear back from our readers and listeners. So until next time, thanks so much.